Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. The podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach, doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. This week's episode is a little vulnerable because I'm calling it something like exactly what the inside of my business looks like. (laughs) And I feel like, honestly, it would be impossible to cover everything. So, of course, already as I'm writing my notes, I'm thinking, what am I missing? What am I missing? Like, what is someone going to think I like purposely left out? Um... But I just want to give you like a good look at what my team looks like, what we're spending, what my offers are, how we market, how we sell. Like I'm just I'm just going to give it away because personally, I always want to know this about the coaches I admire to see if I align with what they believe in and what their business model looks like. I also always am really interested in this because you never know when someone's going to share this stuff and it's going to inspire you on maybe just something you didn't know about or didn't think about, or, um, maybe you've been considering. So I would just say before we dive in, keep in mind that something I'm always telling clients and something I truly, truly believe is nobody is right. Nobody is wrong. At least when we're talking about business strategy, (laughs) nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. No strategy is right. No strategy is wrong. Uh, Again, of course, as long as we're in integrity But my point in saying that is just because this is how I'm hitting 100K months or how I am doing well in my business does not mean it's how you are going to get there or that how another business coach is doing it isn't as good or isn't as easy or this is just what is working for me right now. Okay, that is just very, very, very important to realize. And this has come through natural evolution, So I made a couple notes that I really want to make sure, like, while I'm just giving you the details, I want to make sure that you guys really understand a couple key notes about about how to come across your own business model and about what really matters. Because it doesn't matter how many offers there are. It doesn't matter what the price points are. None of that matters. But what really matters is you allow a few things. You allow, number one, evolution allow your business model to evolve, allow your opinions to change. I find that so many of us are just on this race to figure out the right business model and figure out what the way to six figures is or the way to seven figures is. And we kind of just want to get there. And that's that. And we think once we're there, it'll never change. And this is something like everyone has different opinions on this and everyone has different desires. But I remember entering this space and hearing a lot about laptop laptop lifestyle and um, being like a digital nomad or like 
almost set it and forget it type of business strategy where it's like, just have your webinar on evergreen, pump a bunch of ad money to it. And you never have to think about your business again. You never have to lift another finger. And here you are going to be making seven figures. And the fact is, is a, I don't think that's true because if you're running a team, then, um, if you're running a team, then you're going to have to be managing a team. You're going to have to be being a boss. If you have ads running, even if you outsource that, that's something you're going to need to be paying attention to. If you have tech running your business, like a evergreen webinar system, changes are going to happen. Glitches are going to happen. And if you're selling to customers, even if you're selling a hands-off course, there's payment issues, there's customer service, there's all of that that's involved. So I don't think any business is ever going to be totally hands-off. But my real point in saying that is, for me, I realized that's not even what I wanted. I want a business where I don't have to work around the clock. I want a business where I can have a lot of time with my family. I want a business where I can take weeks off and travel and vacation and do things I love to do. But I don't necessarily not want to work. You know what I mean? Anyway, I don't even remember my point in saying that, to be honest. (laughs) But what I really want to say is let it evolve. Stop trying to get there. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop thinking that there's some secret golden thing you're going to figure out and then you're never going to have to think about your business model again. No. If you believe that you're going to evolve in the next year, then I guarantee your offers and your business model is going to evolve in the next year. If you believe that you're going to evolve in the next year, then I guarantee your strategies for selling and marketing are going to evolve in the next year. Your content, your ideal client, your team, your needs for support, it's all going to evolve if you're going to evolve. And I want to always be evolving and growing and improving and expanding. So I'm okay. I'm okay if things evolve. And I say that number one to say, do not hold this against me. If you listen to this and my business model looks different (laughs) or if I forget something or if next month I change it because all of what I'm about to tell you today feels really, really great. And it may be completely different next month. I don't know. This is what it looks like now. This is what it's looked like for a while. This is what it's evolved into. And I'm totally okay if it evolves again and you should be too for your own business. Okay, number two, you need to allow consistency with intuition. So a place where people really go wrong in their business is they're intuitive, they're creators, they're creative, they're, you know, they're artistic. Like they just jump from thing to thing. (laughs) Let's be honest. They just jump from thing to thing. They're always creating new things. They're always launching. They're always creating new offers. They're always thinking, oh, I'll try what that person said. Oh, that person said webinars. I'll do webinars. Oh, that person said live launches. Oh, that person said ads. Oh, that person said organic only. Like and you jump from thing to thing to thing. The fact of the matter is, is if you want ease in your business, which is a word that's really big in this industry, you have to be willing to put in the work to create ease. You have to be willing to stick with something so it can become easy. Everything requires setup. Everything requires, has a learning curve. Everything takes a little time. And while things can be a fairly easy process, It's not ever going to be easy if you're jumping from thing to thing to thing. I've yet to meet somebody who changes their mind every five seconds in their business and is actually saying that their business is easy and profitable. (laughs) I just haven't. Okay. So for me, I'm always making sure and trying to figure out how can I have a solid business model and solid marketing strategies that we continue to use over and over and over and programs that we repeat while also leaving room for my intuition and my evolution. And that just, that to me looks like 
I stick to my business model. I stick to my offers. I stick to my marketing unless it truly feels like it lacks any inspiration, like for myself, uh, unless it totally does not light me up or else if it feels like it's become through my own evolution and expansion out of integrity. And you've got to be radically honest with yourself on these things. You know, I think people will say like, well, I've realized that this isn't aligned to me. Like just because it didn't make you money the first time you tried it or even the fifth time you tried it does not mean it's aligned to you. Just saying. Like, is it not aligned to you or are you not being completely yourself in the strategy? Is it not aligned to you or did you give it a half-assed chance? We have to be really, really honest. And then when I want to throw something in different, I throw something in different. I have found this. I have found the more that I stick with a couple core offers and the more that I stick with a couple core ways to sell my thing, I do my launches nearly exactly the same every single time. I run my funnels exactly the same almost every single time. And it makes for a really great baseline without a lot of thinking and feeling into it. It just is on autopilot. It works. Of course, it takes work and I have a team and I do work myself as well. But essentially, it's like it's automated. Everything's created. I've used the same emails to sell one of my courses now for three years. Three years, the same exact set of emails. In fact, the launch we're doing, um, as I'm recording this in November is the first launch in three years where I've changed the bulk of the emails. And the only reason I changed the bulk of the emails is because I thought, you know what? I have evolved so much. Plus I have the time. Let's go through these emails and see where I can give them a new energy. And I just found that my voice is so different. So I rewrote them. But I didn't have to. I didn't have to to get results. And while I could have a year ago or even two years ago, I didn't need to. And I was just radically honest with myself on that. You know what I mean? Okay, number one, allow evolution. Number two, find your balance between consistency and sticking to something while also utilizing your intuition and trusting yourself. And number three, support. You need support. And one reason I'm recording this episode is because I have been thinking a lot about the word ease and I hardly even want to use it because it's easy. Like I work very little in my business compared to what I make, compared to what I even pay myself through a paycheck between what I bring home and profit. Like it's crazy and I can't even believe it's real, but I also have team and support behind me. And the fact of the matter is, is while I, in the beginning, could not have the amount of team I have now, I actually did always have team. And I've always been the type of person who is willing to invest in mentorship or in team, help around the house, help in my business, even if it stretched me thin. And I think that is one huge reason why I am where I am. I let it be easy through getting support and taking the shortcuts through hiring mentors or always, I've had an assistant, when I made $2,000 a month, I had an assistant (laughs) working a few hours a week for about 10, maybe 15 bucks an hour. And as soon as I started making uh, six, I think when I started making like $6,000 a month, I hired house cleaners, I hired more team, more mentors. Like I never waited on that. I always... I always made what I had work um, because I've always treated my business like a business. And that has been so uncomfortable. It stretched me thin. It made me cringe. It made me scared. That's the hard part about running a business. And that is the part about running a business that's actually really hard and sometimes really 
sucky in the moment, but what actually allows it to be easy. You guys feel me? Like, yes, it costs money. <laughs> yeah, you have to be a, a businesswoman. You have to be an entrepreneur to be an entrepreneur. Shocking. Okay, so those are my three top tips as we go into this episode for creating your own business model that's aligned to you. Um, let's talk about this. What are the offers in my business? So this is what I have in my business. I have a membership site. Um, I'm not going to put exact prices out there because again, they're going to change. They de- These are definitely hundred percent going to change. My prices are always raising, um, because I don't know, my confidence is always raising. My confidence is always raising. The level of support I want to give people is always raising. And as I improve as a mentor and as I grow my own results, I feel like the price just makes so much sense to be even higher. So I have a membership that's, you know, one of the lowest cost things in my business. Um, I have a mastermind that's open enrollment. So I, I don't, um, have an exact number that I cap the mastermind at, but in my mind, I always kind of have, I always can, I feel into it. So I may cap it at 15. I may cap it at 20. I may cap it at 25, depending on the group and the time period and, and, um, how I'm feeling about the group. Uh, but essentially it's open enrollment. So typically someone could join the mastermind and that would be at least a five figure sale, which is great. I have one-on-one where I take four clients at a time uh, right now, which has been really great. That's a multiple five-figure investment. Um, I have two main courses that we've been alternating between selling through both launches and funnels. So one of those courses is a course on hitting six figures in your business. One of those courses is a course on uh, transparent sales. So how to sell without outreach, how to sell without getting people on the phone who can't afford your work, how to, how to sell while being completely you, your exact personality, who you really are being super honest about what your real results are, what you really believe in with your prices out there, the details out there and how you do that while having people reach out to you that they want to work with you. And I've created a really cool system that I call transparent sales on exactly how to do that for high ticket programs, five figure and multiple five figure programs. Um, or even brand new coaches have been getting paid 10K plus and more in full while being super in integrity and not wasting any time trying to convince people. Okay, I could go on a whole spiel. I love that course so much. I love that course. And then, um, you know, I wasn't gonna include this, but the fact is, is this isn't an official thing. And this gives us another really cool thing to talk about. But probably every quarter, it has ended up being um, this year in 2020, I have done a low-end masterclass. So that has varied between about $25 and $100. I love doing those. And it's so funny because people see me do them and they think, okay, I'm going to do one of those every month, or I'm going to do one of those every other month, or I'm going to do one of those every quarter. And it's just like, it's so rigid. So for me, my low-end masterclasses, I, I think they're genius. But for me, they're not, they're not, they, they work strategically without being strategic. They're live, they're brand new content every time, they're super low cost, they're epic. But I only do them when I actually genuinely feel so, so, so inspired to go teach on something. So, especially when I feel like something has changed in the industry or in my business or even just in my energy, sometimes they're super strategic, sometimes they're super like about energy and mindset. I decide to teach on it in a low end masterclass and share it with the world. And I find 
um, that a lot of people who join these low-end masterclasses are way more likely to end up joining a higher ticket program, whether that's a $1,000 course or a $10,000 mastermind or a $30,000 one-on-one, whatever it is. Um, I see that a lot of my sales and all of those programs come from people who've done the masterclass. So I'll continue to do those and I tend to do them every quarter, but they are never a part of my plan. And here's the interesting thing I'll tell you about the inside of my business is when I am planning my money goals, I do not include my membership or my low-end masterclasses in my financial goals. I let those be completely extra. So when I want to make um, 100K months, I'm thinking of how am I going to do that for my three core offers, my mastermind, my one-on-one, and my course library. The rest is extra. Okay, so that's my offers. Um, Content. Who wants to know how I do content? So there's a few main places that we're doing content. We have my personal Facebook profile. I haven't talked about this a lot, but I'm going to be really real with you guys. I think I'm not the best at using my personal Facebook profile. I'm not the person probably the most qualified to teach on this, except for the fact that I get a lot of high-end sales from my personal profile. So maybe I am the best at it. (laughs) Maybe I am killing it with it. But um, if you go look, like it's not like I'm posting every day. I'm not posting long posts. I think the profile is genius because most of us are getting people reaching out via friend request on our profile. I get probably 10 to 20 friend requests from fellow coaches every single day. And accepting those requests is something my assistant does. So if it's like, and and using your profiles against Facebook terms of service. So hopefully Facebook doesn't listen to this, but I just try to be mindful of that. I am friends with other coaches. I think that's cool to be connected with other coaches. Coaches are also who is in my market. So for you, it may be different. For you, it may be super viable. For you, it may not be. For me, it's super easy. And even if I want to go and check out and and, um, connect with people who are like ideal clients, which my ideal client is someone I would genuinely be best friends with and someone who I actually want to connect with. So um, occasionally we send out friend requests as well, but it's not something we're being like rigid on or like strategically doing. It's just something I would do anyway. So friend requests back and forth, connecting with people. And then on my profile, I share my life. So I share my daughter, I share my husband, I share stuff we do, I share life updates, I share financial celebrations as I am a business coach. And also like I'm celebrating that anyway in my personal life and on my and in my business life. So I celebrate on my profile. Um, and then what I do that I find is what brings in the sales on my profile is I do ladder posts where I'm inviting people to join my webinars, my challenges, my pop-up groups, like whatever you want to call it. So I'm hardly ever, and my goal is to be never selling on my profile, but I am inviting people into my free things and I am keeping them updated on my life and my business wins. And so that leads to people joining my funnels essentially Um, or my launches and buying my courses, or just like even the day I'm recording this, I had someone message me saying, I want to talk to you about your mastermind. And it turns out that the only way she's ever connected with me is just watching my wins being celebrated on my profile. I haven't even talked about my mastermind on my profile besides maybe my Facebook story. Um, so on that note, I have my Instagram So on Instagram, I'm doing daily stories. I do those every day. I type the captions on them. I record them. My assistant moves those over um, from 
Instagram to Facebook, just because why not? Why not post on both? So she does do that. And I post on my feed. That really varies. Right right now, I'm doing a 10-day posting series slash personal challenge for myself where I'm posting every day for 10 days. Sometimes I post once a week. Sometimes I post every day. It, It really varies. But on my Instagram feed, I've also found that it's not the most effective place for selling. So I've pretty much completely given up selling on my, my Instagram feed. Um, and I just do storytelling celebrations. I do more content, content there, more teaching, more stories. Um, business page on Facebook. I take everything I post on Instagram and post it on the business page. And some of what I post on my profile and post it on my business page. Um, if you run ads, which I do, which we'll talk about, I think you should be using your business page because people are going to come across it, but I wouldn't count on your business page being (laughs) the the most successful uh, platform on your business personally. We have my email list. So we email every week about my podcast episode that comes out. And I usually email at least one other time each week about what I have for sale, what my offers are. Um, And then if we're in more of a launch or if we have a lot more going on, I may email an extra one or two times that week. So we're sending anywhere from two to maybe four emails out a week. If we're in like a launch launch, I mean, I may email you like 10 times that week. It really varies. That's just the truth. Um, podcast. We have a podcast that comes out every Tuesday. We share that on the email list once a week, like I said. And my assistant also shares graphics for the podcast on my Instagram and Facebook story every single day, which is really helpful for listens. And let's talk about leads. How do you get audience growth? How do you get leads? How do you get people who want to buy from you? So number one, I think the podcast does that. I'm actually, I've been doing the podcast for about 10 months now, and I'm just starting to be at the point where very consistently every single week I have someone saying, I found you from your podcast. I'm addicted to your podcast. I bought because I love your podcast. Like I know people are buying because of my podcast now about 10 months in. So it wasn't the quickest overnight growth thing I've ever done, but it's totally worth it. It's super easy. And, but you do have to be consistent. And I think you really do have to commit to being in it for the long haul. Um, so podcast works, podcast works because a, I don't know, I find podcasts just by searching. Like, am I weird? Because I search on the iTunes app for topics I want to listen to people. I want to find, um, interviews for, et cetera. Uh, and then also I bring, I try to bring one guest on per month. And I also try to be on a podcast or two every month. So and I am not perfect with that. It's actually been a while since I've been on a podcast, but most of this year I've, I've been on about one a month, I would say. So between people sharing my podcast because they're on it or because they love it, people searching for podcasts, um, and then the people who've been on my podcast sharing my podcast to share with their audience that they were on it, or people sharing me being on their podcast, um, people are coming from that. I do, I would say most of my leads are probably coming from Facebook ads. So I have a Facebook ad manager on my team. My background before being a coach is in Facebook ads. So the fact of the matter is, of course, I'm going to run Facebook ads. I'm good at it. I have the financial means to invest in it. Um, Facebook ads are something I've also been investing in since I've made about $2,000 a month. Uh, I used to invest like maybe $100 a month on ads. Like it's something I've done from the very beginning. Now, I would say most months, 
we spend a thousand, maybe fourteen hundred on ads, sometimes less than a thousand. Like we're not spending as much as I think people think. Um, my goal for my Facebook ad manager that I told her when I hired her earlier this year is if we get 500 new people on the list every month into our funnels, I'm happy. That means we're having 500 new people a month. That means that we're going to get to a point of making 10K a month through our funnel, um, through sales for the course. And that means that by the time I do my launch every couple of months, we have, we're going to have, you know, 1500, 2000 more leads plus everybody who's been on the list from over the last five years. So ads are great. Um, obviously the friend requests that we accept and send are new leads. That is a huge place. I'm also getting leads. That's probably my number one organic way of getting leads is just like my profile and friend requests. Um, and I find that Instagram, my Instagram has not grown pretty much all year. (laughs) It's up and down. It's hardly budged. Maybe it's grown by barely a hundred people. Of course, people leave, so maybe it's grown by more than that. But I actually find Instagram as kind of this hub where all my leads warm up really well. So a ton of my sales, like a majority of my sales come from my Instagram stories. But those people are finding me on ads or they're also reading my emails or they find me on the podcast. So I I see my Instagram less as a growth tool and more of like an incubator for like all the people just kind of wanting to warm up to me before they buy. Okay, sales. How am I making sales in my business? Number one, we do pop-up groups and or challenges. So something I did a lot this year was an automated challenge in a Facebook group that we were doing. It's really varied. At one point we were doing it once a month, then we were doing it twice a month, then we were doing it every week. Uh, For December, we're pausing it because we're going into a launch, which I'll talk about. Um, that has brought in a lot of my core sales this last half of the year or last quarter of the year, um, which has been great. I also have an automated webinar that brings in a couple sales a month. And then I have launches. So I would say every few months, maybe once a quarter, sometimes less, sometimes more, we're doing a big course launch, but I've really moved away from big course launches every month. Right now, though, like, I don't know, maybe in 2021, I will. Like, I I don't see anything wrong with it, especially with how I have my launches set up where we're just duplicating things and copying and pasting and moving pages around. Like, it's not a big deal. But for me, it's been really nice to have the automated webinar, the automated challenge running, bringing in sales every month, 10 to 15 course sales a month, which is freaking awesome. Um, and then the launches, like my goal would be to be having maybe a quarterly launch. That's a six figure launch every month that we're not doing yet. But let me say this, we are not having six figure launches and we are making six figure months. We are not having anywhere close to six figure launches, but we are having six figure months cash. Is that crazy? I, I, I used to just kind of think like, well, if I could just do six-figure course launches every month, eventually I'd be making six-figure cash months and that, that would be my model, but not what I found. I actually found I don't need to make anywhere close to 100 sales in a month to make 100K cash. Works for me. Um, okay, so we have the funnels, which look like pop-up groups or challenges or webinars. 
I suggest to clients to do one content event a month. And that's what I did for a long time doing 20K months. And then I got to the point where I was able to hire help to completely automate those. Um, And then I suggest doing at least a quarterly launch. Some people like to do monthly launches. Some people want to do every other month, whatever. And then content. So I'm selling my high ticket one-on-one in masterminds just through talking about it um, through maybe two or three emails a month and on Instagram stories, pretty much anytime I have spaces, I'll be mentioning it on my stories. So it's as simple as that. And I'm getting DMs. I'm talking to people in DMs. I get emails. I talk to people on email. I get random applications, but I'm talking about it. I'm making sure people know about it. You cannot talk about your offers enough. I know there's going to be so many people who listen to this podcast episode and are like, oh my God, I didn't know she had a membership. Oh my God, I didn't know she had a mastermind. Come join us. And if you don't know how to join, just send me a message and you can join. (laughs) I'm sure we'll probably link all the things that you can join in the notes as well. Yeah. So that's what it looks like, you guys. So last thing I want to talk about is what does my team look like? I cannot believe we're not even 30 minutes into this and I've just given you my entire business. Oh my God. That's crazy. So I have a nanny. Um, I get about 20 to 25 hours a week of help with Ruby, which is such a blessing and such a game changer. I pay about $2,000 a month in childcare. I know not everyone can do that. And I don't know how people live without childcare. It is the best thing that I've ever, ever, ever done. I am so thankful for it. And it is truly why I can serve my clients, how I can serve them, because I do have help. And it's why I can be so present with her when I'm not working because I have set work hours. It's just, it's such a game changer. I have two assistants. I have one assistant who does mostly everything and one who um, is more like newly onboarding. I have an ads manager. I have a podcast editor. Um, I have a couple graphic designers that we move between that cost, like really varies. Um, I have cleaners come to my house every other week and do like a deep clean of everything. They're coming today and I have coaches like right now I have a one-on-one coach and I'm in a mastermind. So, and I invest in coaches who are making way more than I want to make. So if I want to be making six figures a month, I'm looking for coaches who are making three to 500 K in a month. And I'm looking for masterminds and programs to be in where the women are already where I want to be. So when I joined my mastermind, I was making 20K a month and I knew I wanted to for sure be making 50K. I knew secretly I wanted to be making 100K. I joined a mastermind where I was making way less than everyone else because I knew what I was ready for and I knew I did not want to be the farthest along. So I joined a mastermind where pretty much everyone else was already making 100K. Game changer. I hired a one-on-one coach who makes way more than I want to make and whose clients are making 300K a month. So that's what I look for when I'm hiring someone is who is where I want to be and who has clients that are where I want to be. And I am willing to invest a lot into that because I'm also willing to just increase my income, make what I need to make to be able to do that. So, wow, that's exactly what my business looks like. (laughs) Is that crazy? You're welcome. Those are all my offers, how I do content, how I get leads, how I make my sales, who's on my team. And the most important things to keep in mind are it's going to evolve. Let it evolve. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Stick to something, be consistent, but also follow your intuition and get support. Support is your best investment. Cool. Cool. Talk to you guys later. Bye guys. I really 
hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.